Hey, everybody, before we get into this member preview, go ahead and check out Merkel.media and the films we offer. Expedition Dogman, where me and my team went to Kentucky and hunted the dogman. And The Shape of Shadows, where me and my team went out to Space Wolf Research right next to Skimwalker Ranch and spent a week there researching. We had a lot of crazy stuff. Both are documentaries available on Merkel.media. Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. Well, the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears Dan and holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blow this head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over, and there are two small gray entities pulling it. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. I reached my hand into this bush, and I touched air. Couldn't breathe, and I couldn't move, because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Yep. to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's contact at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Welcome to another members episode, everybody. Thank you for being here. We have Jose coming on the show today. And Jose is going to share his experiences with very vivid, surreal dreams and otherworldly encounters. This is a very introspective conversation we have. He shares his experience and we touch on creatures and environments that were changing around him. Very strange stuff. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's get to Jose right now. All right, today we got Jose on the show. Jose, what's going on, brother? Oh, hey, brother. Good to see you, man. Man, it's good to Chilling. see you too. So, uh, listen, man, you have uh, lots of different types of experiences that kind of range from you know your traditional paranormal to maybe cryptozoological, but not quite because we talk about interdimensional, and I dig it. Um, and little people, uh, and <laughs> yeah. kind of all over the place, right? Uh, but right before we started talking, 
Uh, you mentioned about how I think you said you, you were dating a girl and her mom kind of had something to tell you. I think it'd be a good way to start off this conversation, this uh, this time with you, if you would relay what she said to you uh, before you go into your your experiences, man. Almost oh, definitely, uh, it would be my pleasure. Um, Janice was her name, and um, you know I've been through a lot of stuff, seen a lot of stuff, heard things, felt things, and um, same as as her, she was into a lot of different things, and uh, she pulled me aside one day after this particular experience that I had seen, and I'll talk about a little bit later, she goes, Mijo, you're dialed in. Think of it as a radio. You're dialed into a frequency. Only other special people can maybe dial in. There's other beings. You know, it could be um, an apparition, a ghost, whatever it is, it's dialed in. You guys are dialed in. Only you can see it. They can see you, hear each other, vice versa. Other people that are not dialed in, they will never understand. Only you will. And if whatever's on the other side is dialed into your frequency, you're going to hear them. You're going to see them. You're going to, you know, you guys will have contact and vice versa. So always remember that. And it's just because someone can't hear or see the things that you see, they're just not dialed in. Mm. I always remembered that because it stood with me and anything I experienced after it made more sense. Yeah. I mean, um, I think that there's, there's definitely people in this world that do have this like aspect of being dialed in. Um, yeah. and, and it kind of tells me, I honestly, I feel like a lot of people have experiences throughout their lives that they just, they're not dialed in to actually acknowledge that they had the experience. Uh, and yeah. then there's other people like maybe you who are more dialed in. Uh, I think that you can also become dialed in and uh, I believe that too. I, I, I think I, I say that just out of my own experience. Cause I feel like the longer I've done this show, the more aware I have been of the frequency of the paranormal in people's lives. And because of that, I think I've recognized weird things happening around me that maybe I wouldn't have before. So um, with that said, I want you to take it away and, and share with us these experiences you've had throughout your life, man. Almost definitely. So I'll start off in chronological order um, from my earliest memories. So it would be the ghost of my grandma, Ramona. It was my dad's uh, grandma. This was in 1994, so I was about four years old, I'm 34 now. So back in the day, I'm from Modesto, California. I lived in the South Side back then, and a lot of Hispanic families will all kind of live together and have that mother-in-law house. That's kind of traditional. The house, uh, it was probably like on uh, maybe half an acre, good-sized lot. So you had a house in the front, then you had a court in the back that you could park cars. We would have bonfires. We would like grow our own corn, our own grapes, like. The only time my grandparents went to the store was to buy meat. And I'm talking like steak. They'd kill chickens and goats and we'd grow everything. We'd eat pretty much off the land in, in the city, right? And uh, anyway, so they had a mother-in-law house in the back. I remember being a kid and I would always look up at the, at the moon. You know, I'd wake up, I couldn't sleep. And um, back then they didn't have plumbing in the mother-in-law house. So you would hear a gate open up. It'd go, Err! open up so i would know either grandma or grandpa are going up to the front house to use the restroom you hear a door open a door close and that's that right and you once again you hear the and you know it is what it is and at that time i know what my grandma and my grandma look like i remember my great grandma ramona vaguely i remember her you know having long jet black hair she loved me very much would always hold me um i vaguely remember her you know after her passing but um you know, same routine. I can't sleep. I'm looking out on the moon. And mind you, in the back, in that little courtyard, um, you have a little bit of light from the back porch. But I have a full moon, so I can see everything, everything clear. 
and I hear her, and what I see is um, a woman the exact same shape, size, height as my great grandma Ramona, and she's about this much off the floor. I would say about a about a about a foot almost, and she's gliding. Looks like like smog, but in human form. And I'm just watching her as she goes to the back door, but the door doesn't open. And I just, I sit there and I'm like, what is this? You know, I don't, I'm a kid, you know, it's uh, what do you say back then? Kids are meant to be seen, not heard. I don't mention anything, but I never forgot. I ended up seeing her on two, two other occasions, but I never saw her again. But I think that they didn't tell me if she died in the hospital or in the house. I don't know if it plays a role into that, but you know, I ended up, seeing her it didn't feel scared but i just felt like that's somebody i know you can feel it like that's somebody so as far as i know no one died on the property um i asked questions but you know it is what it is uh second experience uh shadow people people will hear a lot about shadow people you'll hear people say i saw it you know from the side of my eyes um our build is a good uh interview with a guy named thunder strikes and he talks about the shadow people from the early 2000s um but anyway, so in 1996, we had moved. We lived in the same area. We ended up moving mm, down the road, probably about four or five blocks down more. Uh, my uncles would tease me. Hey, this lady died in your room, bro. I'm like, no, she didn't. My parents would know she died in the hospital. But very strange. Um, they used to deal dope out of this house. They, you find shotgun bullet holes in the ceiling. A lot of weird stuff, man. Weird writings on the wall in the garage. Kind of some weird stuff. Anyway, so I'm sleeping in my room and same routine, looking up at the stars. You see little little lights in the sky moving around very quickly. Don't know if that even plays a role. In the corner of my room, I always had a coat rack, right? And, uh, you know, you have a black coat, a blue coat, whatever. You know, I'm there laying and for some reason, something catches my eye. And I see something that's blacker than black and it's in the corner. And this thing... And this is key for something later on. It's about five foot tall, if that. But as a kid, it looks taller to you. But if I reflect and I think about where everything lines up on the walls, it's about five foot. And it, this thing glides. It glides over to my bed and it looks over me like this. And I look and I'm like frozen. And people could say, oh, is this sleep paralysis? I was never asleep. But I remember being frozen. And I remember seeing this thing. It gets closer and closer and it has no eyes, no mouth. I can't see through it. It's blacker than black. And I remember closing my eyes tight. And I'm and I grew up Catholic, so I remember praying to God and just asking God for help. And I was frozen stiff. I, I at one point I couldn't even move my arms. I couldn't move my legs. I couldn't even speak. But in my head, I just said a prayer. And then when I could muster the strength to open my eyes, it was gone. I never saw. I never saw it again. Real quick, before you and, go any further, I just want to. I, I I just have to acknowledge. Um, it's it's very interesting because uh, I talked to a father son team today, and yeah. uh, they they talked about paralysis and how like especially uh, the son he actually was not asleep but his body was paralyzed just like that and it, it's really yeah it's interesting because. Um, I, I wonder how many times we hear stories about sleep paralysis, but it, it's, it has nothing to do with sleep, you know? Yeah. And so I, I just, I find that interesting. You're the second person today that I talked to that said something similar. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a sign, brother. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> 
So uh, fast forward about 2005, about 14 going on 15. Let me just check this note here real quick. Uh, so uh, my parents, we live, we're still in the same house. You know, fast forward 14, 15 years old. My dad was working on remodeling. We had two bathrooms, right? So we have a hallway and then it's kind of like a T. Then the it leads out to a uh, living room. There's an open kitchen and then it goes into an L shape. And there's like a little desk and then the L shape will turn and there's my parents' room. So this is in the middle of the night, hanging out, staying up watching Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, all that good stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to the bathroom, you know? So I'm going and uh, my dad, you know how we had our conversation earlier. He's a, he's a short guy, short guy. And <laughs> I see him. I thought I see my dad, right? Because all that's illuminating that area in the living room and that hallway is a lamp on top of a desk. So it's dark, maybe a little bit of moonlight coming in. And my dad's a real short little dude, about five foot three on a good day. And he, I, I see something. It's black. And once it gets to the light, guess what it is? It's a shadow person. Blacker than black, darker than anything. You can't see through it. And I'm like, in, I'm instead of fight or flight, I'm in freeze. And I'm like, what the F did I just see? I take a deep breath and I slam that door. And I don't know what it is because I'm not even thinking about what I saw as a kid. And I look around on the floor, I find a wrench. So I grab it and I hold it hard in my hand. I don't even think about even asking for help. Keep in mind, before I close the door, this thing is inching closer through the light. And it's passing through. It gets past the light and it's coming toward me. And it's gliding. It's not going fast. It's like at a slow pace. Think of like a like a Michael Myers walking, real slow, kind of weird or whatever. I open the door and it's gone. And I don't see it anymore. And that thing was, um, you know, you'll hear stories, people, I've seen something on the side of my eyes. When you see something in front, that says a lot. Um, I heard stories when I listened to that Thunder Strikes thing uh, with Art Bell. He talks about logging. A lot of negativity will attract these things, right? It feeds off of them. They're not quite demonic in a sense, but when you think about a parasite, right? A parasite can, to some will be disgusting, it'll be really bad, and it, but it eats dead flesh. It's Mother Nature's little surgeons. But when he was talking about shadow people, back in those times, I remember as a kid, you go through a lot of stuff. Maybe there's childhood trauma. There's a lot of arguing in the house. There was a lot of negativity at that time. So no wonder maybe I've seen those things growing up as a kid and then as a teenager. Um, going through that same year, uh, there's another story. And I actually talked to my uncle today this uh, afternoon just to kind of verify some um, missing points on this. So in the early 2000s in West Modesto, there was a, a stabbing on the street. And uh, this guy, maybe he owed somebody money or with a gambling debt or something. He got stabbed 20 times, this, this person. He ends up going in, through my grandma's um, car, like where they parked the cars, little, that little area. He goes through the gate. He goes through the front door. And my grandpa, you know, he's working hard. He has a couple cold ones. He thought this was like a drunk from the street because, you know, we're in the ghetto. You know what I mean? Like, who just comes into someone's house? He didn't know what happened outside. This guy is bleeding from his stomach and his chest. He passes out on this couch and he pretty much died. And my grandpa helped him outside, called the ambulance, and he was dead on the spot. So you fast forward a couple years back to 2005. I'm staying the night at my uncle's house. We're hanging out. And he would tell me, oh, um, it, my family knows me by Andres, not, not Jose. They, they always call me by my middle name. So, And this is key. He goes, hey, bro, I'm hearing like, steps or things moving around the kitchen and mind you in this house is a three-bedroom house only him and my grandma live in this house nobody else 
And, you know, my uncle was known as the guy that told tall tales in the family. They're all, oh, whatever, Alex, you know, this and that. They don't take it quite serious. I mean, I'm more open-minded, you know, considering the things that I saw beforehand. So we're hanging on his room. We, we propped up our pillows on the bed, kind of like a recliner. We're watching movies. And my grandma went to the casino. That's her thing, casinoing. Um, the living room is um, dark, but moonlight shining in. There's a light underneath my grandma's door, and she has a, ra- a little radio on. My family had this little Pomeranian dog, so it's in this washer and dryer room. And, um, you know, he had told me that story before about, you know, hearing things. And, you know, I thought I had long forgot about it. I hear my name, my middle name, Andres. 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 And I'm like, what? What's going on? And I look at Alex. I'm like, hey, bro, is my grandma here? Like, I hear someone calling me. No, no, she went to the casino a couple hours ago, bro. You're probably hearing the radio. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. And I had like this feeling like um, the best way I could describe it, like something grabbing me and like having me look, look. So I felt something and I turned around like this. I looked to my right through the doorway. There's a man. He reminded me of when I saw the ghost of my grandma, my great grandma Ramona. He's about a foot off the ground, about a foot. Smoggy. He turns and he looks at me. And he glides. He goes from the living room to the kitchen. And I'm like frozen. I'm like, what am I seeing? And he's going hella slow. But to me, this time, it, it went by really quick, but it felt like it lasted forever. I'm like getting chills thinking about it. He goes through the kitchen. He goes through the laundry room. And we had this Pomeranian dog, like I said. And he's barking like bloody murder. I've never heard a dog bark like that. He's like screaming almost. I stop and I turn to my left to talk to my uncle. And he, you know what he tells me? He goes, did you just see that? And that shook me to my core. Because I had no idea he saw what I saw and heard what I heard. He goes, did you just see that? Um, when I talked to him today, he was telling me that he had a friend named Gerardo. We nicknamed him Gabby. And he knows the story of what, what had happened. This was Christmas time. And uh, they're all hanging out. They have a couple friends. You know, My grandparents had left out of town. They were 18 at the time. And there's partying, whatever, hanging out, having a good time. People are outside in Gabby's chilling living room. And he sees the same guy by the Christmas tree, hanging out. And he runs out screaming. He's like, Alex, Alex, come inside, come inside. And Alex seen the same thing. He, and um, they talk about it. They don't tell anybody else because, I mean, who would believe them? And after they leave, he goes, bro, can I please stay the night? I don't want to go. <laughs> he goes, yeah, stay the night, man. He says, it's not, it's not a big deal. And um, during these times, I would like to hang out with him. It was like an older brother to me. I'm an, older ch- I'm an only child. And uh, he I would want to test, you know, can it, can I hear the things he, he hears? So we have a middle room. There's three rooms. So a room on the West, the East and the South. And I'm in the, the room that's on the South of the house. And I, every room in this house, it's a brick house. The wood gets swollen on the doors. So you'll hear it if it opens. So I'll hear if someone goes to the bathroom. I'll hear if someone goes to the kitchen. Um, and I wanted to test this. And Cody was with me, the other little Pomeranian. So we're chilling about 15 years old. And I hear, dump, dump, dump. I'm like, what? I didn't hear a door open. And that's key. So I hear dump, dump, dump. And then you know when you pull like a uh, a drawer open in the kitchen, you hear all the like utensils rattle? That's what I heard. Exactly what he told me he was hearing for years. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.